0: Welcome to this week's episode of Football Neophytes Podcast. Uh, Nate here with Chris and our football neophyte, Kyle. I mean, I really, I suppose we're still both neophytes, Chris,
1: but we're... We
2: have like like a baby, baby neophyte.
1: it's like if you have parents right who you know they might not know everything but they know a whole lot more than the the kid does and i'm definitely the baby in this situation so i think you guys are the two coolest people in the room for sure nate
2: we're we're like a we're like the high school couple that oops we got pregnant in high school
0: (laughs) (laughs) we have no we have no business yeah. Uh, yeah
2: we're sophomores in high school and we think we know what's going on in the world but we really know
0: nothing we're trying to raise up this this little guy um yeah well now we've managed to talk about breast milk in episode one and child rearing in episode two you can see what stage of life um we're we're all in. but um i'm hoping my audio recording is better than last week i listened back listen back to the the podcast i'm like it sounds like i'm some call-in guest (laughs) you basically were i basically was i basically was Great, well let's jump right into uh, the week. We're not a full week in to the Premier League season but I don't know about you guys, it was, it was super fun uh, to watch some matches this weekend, have some matches that matter even though it feels like the season just ended. Um, but yeah, let's, let's jump right in. Um, I got up very early on Saturday morning, 4.30 a.m. in Arizona. Uh, because my son at the end of our first season, he chose Arsenal to support. And I thought, you know what, I'll get him up early, make him some hot chocolate and we'll watch Fulham Arsenal, which is funny, Kyle. I don't know if you noticed this on Twitter, but there's these like hashtags, uh, that, that people use to reference the games, Yeah, it's like the shorthand of all the teams. So, and you put the team, the home team first, which is backwards the way we do it in, in the States. So the home team's first and the second the second one is the away team. And the Fulham Arsenal game is full arse. So when I hashtag that, my my buddy Stu, who now gets two shoutouts in a row, wrote, That's an unfortunate hashtag for this game. So um but But I, it was accurate. It was, it was at least for how bad, uh, Fulham Fulham looked Fulham is making, I don't remember which of you, if not both of you predicted Fulham to get relegated, but Fulham looked horrible. Arsenal, who, uh, has not had a great defense, uh, the last few seasons, uh, put a zero up on the board, shut them out. Um, and they've just dominated the whole match. Um, Arsenal looked really good, Um, so yeah, and unfortunately in that game, so this weekend so far, there's only been one American that has played, and it was in that game, and it was Tim Ream, and I'm hoping our other American, uh, Captain America, Kristen Pulisic, uh, makes up for it because Tim did not look good. He made a crucial error uh to not clear a ball that allowed the first goal to score and i mean it was it was pretty bad from there on out so arsenal looked great they're now at the top of the table with that win um the benefit of having a name that starts with a and being plus three in the goal differential category there in first titus is um reminding me of that that regularly um, Kyle, why don't you share a bit about the game or the match
1: you watched? Yeah, so to remember last week, I chose Liverpool versus Leeds United. Um, Wanted to see the defending champs versus one of the up-and-comers. But beyond that, had really no idea what I was getting myself into. And um, Basically, by the time I sat down and got adjusted to to watching the game, boom, Leeds United uh, scored a goal about four minutes in and it was like welcome to premier league (laughs) so um that was pretty cool and you know the rest of the game was was pretty high scoring as well um so as a football neophyte I, i liked to see the ball go in the net um that definitely kept me interested um and i and the thing was is you know liverpool right defending champs you could tell they were very very good um but instinctively i found myself jumping off of my couch rooting for the underdog every single time and um you know really had no reason to do that other than i just thought it was really cool um and so it was a really fun match for me to watch um have some other thoughts you know just about leads i thought their story was really incredible but um just off the bat it was it was really really a great match uh probably in my opinion the best one of the weekend
0: yeah i mean i th- i think i didn't get to see it i was unfortunately had a funeral so I, I was kind of watching the scores on our drive up there and kind of amazed at the back and forth nature of the match and then obviously fo- saw the final final score but i mean it, it it potentially could be one of the matches of the year you know you don't get a lot of four, three matches. You don't get a lot of back and forth like that, you know, where it's, they're basically trading goals. Right. So.
1: yeah, uh, I I felt like, to be honest, I thought Leeds should have won the game. I mean, they gave away two goals on penalty kicks that were just stupid and maybe that's what you get when you're a up and coming club, but um, they really played really well. I, I, So the whole, so I'm watching this match and they keep showing the coaches, right? Which is one of my favorite parts of soccer. The coaches crack me up. And uh, in this instance, I had no idea who this guy was, but he was just sitting on a Gatorade bucket drinking his water. And, you know, when they score a goal, he's running around checking his watch. I have no idea what he's looking at his watch for. One point I find out he's working without a contract. uh, And I'm like, who is this guy? And uh, lo and behold, apparently he's a legend. So uh, nothing but respect there for uh, Marcelo Bielsa. Bielsa. Oh yeah, Leeds. Yes. Leeds manager. Yeah. Yeah, he was. In, he he. Uh, I learned to love him.
0: Yeah, I mean that was a key. That was a key factor with me falling in love with Wolves was was Nuno. Like just love him. And to be fair, Liverpool's manager Klopp, I watched, you know, his post-game intervie- interview, and he is – he's just so likable. Yeah. He's – I mean, it's I easy agree. to be likable after you win a match, but he's likable, he's intelligent, he's th- hes really thoughtful. So that's another guy that I just – I have a lot of respect for, for Klopp. Um, yeah, a couple other things. Um, I watched a uh, little Tottenham Everton today. Um, I wanted to see Matt, Matt uh, Doherty in uh, the, a Spurs uniform. It's very sad, sad to see him over Did there. What's that? Did you cry? Uh, there's, there was just a small, a small tear. But, um, but I think that was a surprising game. I, I picked Spurs to win that. I thought they – I mean, Everton is, has struggled the last few um, seasons to perform at a high level and they beat spurs which maybe that says a little something about where spurs are at as well
2: yeah maybe you watch too much all or nothing and it's clouding your better judgment
0: it might be it might be well spurs overtook wolves at the end of last year so um there's a little bit of that hangover as well yeah Uh, uh the other match that i was able to catch a little bit was crystal palace and southampton um that was a little surprising as well. I think Crystal Palace has been viewed as a team that was probably going to end up on the on the lower side of the of the table, um, but they got they got a good victory. Their goalie uh, Guita was outstanding, made some amazing saves. Uh, he had just a great played a great match.
2: Should we uh, briefly quit or hit on the uh, the two games that nobody watched? Yeah. All right. Cool. Great. Newcastle beat West Ham two to nothing. Uh, nothing to report there. And Leicester City uh, beat up West Brom three nothing. I think everyone kind of saw that game coming. Most pundits have West Brom finishing dead last this year. I think most of us picked them to finish dead last as well. Um, But good start for Leicester city. Vardy had two goals. um, And I think they were both penalties.
0: Yeah, they were both, they were both penalties. So he picks up right where he left off. If, Um,
2: If you don't know, Jamie Vardy won the golden boot last year for most goals in the league.
0: Yeah. I think after this first round of matches, I I feel pretty good about my predictions i i i ended up picking newcastle to finish i think ninth this year um which is pretty remarkable based on how i felt about them going into last year they were a mess their ownership's a mess um it still is there's um i didn't i haven't totally read up on everything but i know that there's some some ownership they're trying to sell but i think the league nicks the sale so there's some stuff going on around that but they made some great signings in the off season they got Callum Wilson from Bournemouth so Kyle this is an interesting thing that happens when when teams get relegated basically they the rest of the Premier League teams become vultures to just pick off their best players and so often you'll see that where you know the top flight players don't want to play in the championship and so mm. they'll they'll get sniped by by some teams and so um i actually think newcastle might have picked off two guys from bournemouth i don't remember for sure but i know they got Callum wilson he scored in that match and then they also signed this guy hendrick um who also uh scored scored a nice goal for them so two of their transfers uh scored and I don't know. I just have a feeling Newcastle, they played great at the end of last year um, because they were in relegation zone most of the year. And I think they finished 13th or 14th or something like that. So, um, but I think, you know, West Brom, um, West Ham, the team, uh, Fulham, the teams that a lot of people have towards the bottom, they kind of showed us what they're made of and, Fulfilled what a lot of us thought they would do. So,
1: yeah, Fulham is every bit as bad as I blindly guessed they would be. So. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's unfortunate.
2: Of, it, it is unfortunate because they have two Americans on their squad, and if we want to have the American Watch last more than a season, we kind of need them to stay up.
0: Well, not with Pulisic. We got American Watch forever.
2: Uh, should we talk about his big week? He didn't even play uh, a game yet but
0: they, maybe the biggest cool.
2: in American soccer history.
0: Well that's the ironic thing and we're not a we're a Premier League podcast so the ironic thing is Americans had an amazing weekend in Europe. Um, Sargent scored in Germany, um, I forget the kid's name but um, an American started for Barca. So the friend first du- American
2: was what? Friend you do?
0: <laughs> yeah, <friend> you Adu. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, an American started for Barcelona. Um, I mean then just a couple other things happened, but yeah, Chris, tell us about uh, pool six big weekend.
2: Well, it, it, as big as it can get essentially is to be handed the number 10 Jersey at your club. Basically it signifies that you are the creme de la creme, the top player on that squad and Chelsea being one of the big six and, you know, finishing top four last year aspirations to even win the title this year are handing the number 10 Jersey, um, to Christian Pulisic. And, uh, you know, the guy who was wearing it the last couple of years, William, he, he transferred out to Arsenal, got some, some decent shoes to fill, but for them to pick him to fill that role is a huge moment in American soccer history.
0: For sure. Well, and I think it's going to, um, the, the news that he was fit and ready to play. I mean, that's the other thing that I think is really huge is that he, I assume, I mean, with him getting the 10 kit, with him being declared fit, I assume he's starting um, and is going to play tomorrow. So that'll be fun to watch.
2: That was like our biggest complaint was, you know, we wanted to see him as much as possible last year, but he didn't start early and he got in games super late and you didn't really get to see a whole lot out of him. And then he picked it up mid season and then the restart, he was a monster after the restart.
1: Yeah. yeah so be just fun. to clarify so just to clarify, he's still number three on the front of his kid <laughs> and number okay. ten on the back. Correct. Yeah. Okay.
2: So, I mean, you could look at it as he's thirteen. You That's know, right. Following okay. in the steps of the great Steve Nash.
1: I like it. No, I'm psyched to watch him.
0: I'm psyched to watch. Three him. on the front, ten on the back. Yeah, hopefully our peacock account works tomorrow. But <laughs> um Kyle, we've got we're we're uh, bringing back term of the week. I don't think we did it last year. We did it during Chris and my first year, where we learned, you know, there's so many terms that are that are foreign to us as Americans watching the sport that are maybe specific to uh, the sport of football, but then also specific to even uh, the British language that we're not used to using in America.
1: So, uh, Kyle, what did you have for us? Yeah. So here's how I'm going to set this up. I, I was watching the Leeds match, right? Leeds versus Liverpool, and the announcers I thought did a great job for someone who's a football neophyte like myself. They gave a lot of history on Leeds United, and which made sense, right? This was their first Premier League match in 16 years, and so they were kind of telling the story about how this is a club that had been to the European Cup in '75, was in the Champions League semis in 2001. Um, And then went into financial distress because they took out a bunch of loans based on the money they thought they were going to make off of Champions League appearances and then didn't make the Champions League. And so they basically went bankrupt. Um, And so, you know, and then how they fought themselves back from, they went down to the third league, fought themselves back up to the second league. And then now back in the Premier League, lost their own stadium and their training grounds, like this, this crazy stuff. Had all these bad owners, bad coaches. Now have um you know this hotshot Italian owner, this young guy who brought in some outside investors who happen to be Nate. I don't know if you know this, you probably do, but 10% of their ownership group is uh the 49ers, our very own San Francisco 49ers. What I didn't know that. Yes. So the 49ers oh. own American football team, they own 10% of, of Leeds United. And um, so pretty, some pretty cool stuff and um so they're telling this whole story and part of that story was um during when they're in this financial this di- di- distress bankrupt losing their stadium all of that um they're down in the, the second or third league and they go into this thing called administration which apparently they lost 10 points off of their standings just to start the season um and, and the announcers did a great job explaining everything besides what in the world was administration and why would you lose points um, because you go into it. So if you guys can explain that to me. I'd, I'd greatly appreciate it.
0: I, I mean, in some ways you've kind of explained it already. I mean, I don't know if there's, I don't know if I can add too much other than I, as, as I understand it, it's when a team is unable to pay off their debts, they go into administration. And so um, it it requires that all of their debts, like wages owed to players and staff, and transfer fees owed to other clubs, they have to pay all of that first before they can do anything else. And I think it puts accountants in charge of everything except for like player related, like and game related stuff. So then accountants can make all the decisions for your club except for like who the starting 11 are. So, and I think that's why, I mean, it's basically like you've been such a poor steward and manage you've managed so poorly. And that's why they also dock the, the, the 10 points.
1: That's incredible. So it's like no more Gatorade for you guys. You get, you know, you yeah. get store brand, you get store brand energy drink now. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. That's that's not
0: only a a good one to start off with, but also a really tough one because I don't I don't know if I fully understand that as well. But, um, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I think. um, Sounds like the announcers did a great job explaining leads.
1: I don't know much about them, so you. It was good. So apparently, they have a documentary out there on Amazon that I'm going to binge watch this week too. Learn a little bit more. Yeah.
0: I, I actually think I remember someone telling me about that too. Cause they are a pretty like historical club. So they are a club that's worth knowing about. Um, all right. Up next we have, um, red card watch, which there were no, there was at least one red card handed out, but it was overturned. And I think rightfully so, um, it was in the Southampton match, Kyle Walker Peters, um, with a kind of a high late kick, but it looked like he pulled his, his leg back in time. And so he was only given a yellow, so nothing super exciting to talk about there. Um, how about hair? Any, any hair that stood out to you? Um, Chris, I know you didn't get to see, you didn't see much this weekend.
2: Yeah. Um, no, I didn't, I didn't notice anyone with some flowing locks I loved. So I will have to save that one for next time.
0: Kyle, anything for you? Anything that leads uh, Liverpool match? You don't know what these guys looked like pre-lockdown,
1: That's so right. that, yeah. that I think hinders you a little bit. But it does hinder me. I, I love this segment, though. I'm gonna have my eyes out um, because kits and hair definitely get me going. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just keep my eyes out for that. We
0: we'll have a few people I want to highlight. Um, Sako from from Crystal Palace. He didn't play. I think he's still injured. But I saw come across Twitter. It was like a Crystal Palace thing We're back and it was Mamadou Sakho's hair and he had he has like this sweet mohawk, but then the sides have this like maze carved into him and it looked so fresh. Um he looked great. Henrik, this this guy I was telling you about who scored this new transfer from, from Newcastle, has this beautiful blonde long hair. He looked great. Um Mo Salah, I thought looked really good. He he looks like he's kind of gone, like let it go a little bit. He looks like he hasn't done anything maybe to his hair. I, mean, I think he was tight on the side, but he had like a bigger, bigger fro than, than usual. Um Deli Alley for for uh Tottenham, he had this. He had this like, what? The blowout, it's gone. Well, yeah, he had, um, it wasn't even his hair that caught my attention. He had kind of a um, pirate looking mustache goatee (laughs) combo that was like kind of half grown in. So I don't know if that's like a good look or not, but it definitely caught my attention.
2: Yeah, I just, I remember him having the Paulie D DJ blowout. Yes up top, but it's gone.
0: Yep. Yep. And then um Tim Reem not only played bad, but he just looked bad. He had this weird like uh I don't know, headband thing that pulled his hair halfway back. And I don't know. I was I was very sad for Tim. Hopefully hopefully Christian has it has it dialed in tomorrow to to redeem a little bit of it for us. Um We've already talked about uh, Tim and, and Christian. All right, hey, Chris, before we jump into to locking it in, our locks of the week, why don't you give us some of your final thoughts on the, on the week one?
2: Yeah, so I was in San Diego for most of the, the weekend, actually all the weekend, hanging out on the beach. Uh, but I did catch some action. Um, my loves, Man U, they played a friendly match against Aston Villa on Saturday because uh, they got the week off this week, but preparing for next week. Uh, Aston Villa won that game, won nothing. Aston Villa basically played their starters for a lot of the game. And uh, for Man U, you saw guys like Rashford played a half. Um, you didn't see Pogba or Bruno Fernandez. A lot of their under-18s, the academy guys, got some good playing time. So, I, I don't know. Man U was really hyped to get that on the calendar. And then they didn't play any of their guys to get them ready for next week. So I was like trying to figure out. I was like, I, I don't get it, but okay. You do you.
0: you I know? think they were hyped because they wanted to show off their new third kits.
2: For sure. Which weren't as bad as I thought they were going to be because they didn't wear zebra shorts with them. They, they just wore a black short, um, but they're still bad. I'm not, <laughs> there's, there's no excuse for them. They're still not great, but they weren't as bad as I thought it was going to be when I turned it on.
0: I mean, that's, in the end that almost is always the reality is yeah. the kits look way different when some model is wearing them or your favorite player is like showing them off for the first time but once they're on the pitch you definitely get a different vibe like i actually think the leicester city kits looked way worse they're, mm-hmm. they're they wore the burgundy ones or like the maroon ones and maybe it's just hard to like see a team that you're used to certain colors in a different one but i didn't think those yeah. looked good on the
2: yeah and it, it says something about it when uh, the person who showed it off first was David Beckham and uh, it still got a poor reaction from most everybody. And when David Beckham can't make your kit look good, you're in trouble. <laughs> so, uh, but that's the man you of this week. Uh, a couple other thoughts. I, I.
0: Whoa, 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 wait, wait. If you're going to just throw in a man you update, then I'll throw in my wolves update. Nuno signed a contract today. A three-year extension that we've as fans been longing for um so we've got him locked in for another three years so
2: good. all is happy
0: and in, in wolverhampton
2: that's good that's big for you guys because i know a lot of you guys are worried that he was going to walk and go to a different club
0: yep so all
2: right so in my perusing of the weekend and the highlight watching i did i did find my favorite goal of the week um, it was from jack harrison from leeds united uh he scored the the first goal for Leeds. it was on a long kind of clearance that he played off his foot into his chest a third touch to get around the defender and then just a beautiful strike to put it in goal it was it was pretty awesome great goal Kyle you're shaking your head because I think you saw it live um yeah
1: it was beautiful I looked I looked him up I'm like who's this guy you know Yeah. So it's I was hoping he. I was hoping he was American, but you know he's he's our brother from across the sea. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and it's, there it's was also of-
0: the the most solid goal. That second goal, his non PK goal, was yeah. also so sick. The one he just fired. I mean, it was on a volley as well. He just yeah. fired it up the upper right corner. It was so so beautiful.
2: Yeah, and, and like that's kind of the fun part of having you know Leeds United and the and the new guys is like you got to learn a whole, three whole new teams and figure them out and you know, cross your fingers that you're going to like them, I guess. Um, my performance of the week, Nate, you touched on the Everton keeper earlier in the pod, uh, but I thought that Jordan Pickford, or sorry, Jordan Pickford, the Everton keeper, was my pick for, for performance of the week. Um, they got the shutout there, and he made some sick saves to keep that game. Uh, where it was, and especially you know they only won uh, won nothing, so it's huge to have him in gold playing that way uh, against the Spurs. So he got my performance of the week.
0: Love it. Sounds good. Uh, let's move on to our our locks of the week. so we're gonna have a little segment where we each make a prediction on on who we think is a lock. So if you're betting fans, you can not put your money on this team probably but um, we're still making a prediction. So um. yeah. if you followed any of the pod last year, you'd know that I was in the red
2: very big after like six or seven weeks of predictions. Um, So you definitely want to follow my picks. I'm usually wrong. Uh, Just bet the opposite of me, but I'll go first. Uh, I have no idea where you guys are going, but I am going with Leeds United over Fulham as my lock it in. Um, And that is based on how they played Liverpool this week, which it's going to tell us one of two things. Either Liverpool's not the club that they were last year, or Leeds United is actually going to be a team that's going to be a force, hopefully, or at least, you know, a player in the mid-range.
0: Yeah, Kyle, what do you got for your your lock lock of the week, Our,
1: our football neophyte? Right. Well, this is perfect, and I feel a lot better about this now that uh, my, my my dad told me I could pick it. So uh, it's also going to be Leeds United over Fulham. Like I said, I was really, really impressed um, with them. I know it's one of, it is the first Premier League match I've watched, but I've watched some World Cup, and I just thought they were so good. I love their attacking style, um, and Fulham's the worst team that I've never seen. So there's no way they're going to win. <laughs> I love it. Um,
0: those, those, those are, I mean, I think if Fulham wasn't so, so bad, I think maybe ill-advised to pick a newly promoted team. Um, so, so early in the season, I remember how hyped Chris and I were about Norwich at the beginning of last year. And we I know, still where
2: love they, you,
0: we love Tamu Puki, but we know where they are. Um, my lock of the week, and this is also probably ill-advised, but I am going for Arsenal over West Ham. I I have zero faith in West Ham. I pick them to get relegated, and looking at their schedule, they they legitimately West Ham may not. They may have zero points uh, going into like week eight. Um, they I. I can't remember but I, I think they play like the big the big six like the next 6 weeks. So they're one chance it, to get I've got, it,
2: I've got it pulled up. But here here's their next couple of games. Uh so they got Arsenal, Wolves, Leicester City, Spurs, Man City, Liverpool.
0: <laughs> oh, I mean legit like a legitimately they might have they might have zero zero 0 points. So they-
2: they might have won when they draw with the Wolves.
0: Yeah, Wolves. Wolves have traditionally played down to their opponents. We just like to beat Man City's and and Man U's. But um, okay, so those are those are our locks of the week. Um, Kyle, what what match are you going to be keying in on this week?
1: So I'm going to be checking out Chris's boys, Man United versus Crystal Palace nice choice.
2: Nice i i am i am worried because man you got so hot there after the restart and then fell back into who they were when they weren't fun to watch and i have no idea what team is going to show up no clue
1: yeah anyone i should be uh keeping an eye out for
2: yeah well i think the best match of the week granted it's a team that you watch this weekend uh, hands down, the match of the week is Chelsea versus Liverpool. Yeah. That is definitely, like, if you have some extra time, even though you've already watched Liverpool, that's going to be a match that is worth carving out some time and watching and seeing how it goes. Um, my secondary, which is probably well, the game that, that Nate is probably most excited for, is the Wolves are playing uh, Man City this week.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a good match. Wolves beat Man City both times they played them last year. Uh, my favorite match of the year was was Wolves Man City when Adame Traore scored two goals. But I'm sure Pep will have his team hyped up. I think is, that must be their first game of the of the season too. So, um, those, yeah, both those matches will be great. Um, I think as far as players to watch, I think Chris has highlighted Manu quite a bit, so you probably have a couple of those, those players in your head already. Um, Wilfred Zaha, as long as he's not transferred <laughs> by then because there's a lot of, of rumors that, that Zaha is going to be transferred from Crystal Palace, which would be a shame because he's, he's a great player and would really would really hurt them. Um, he'll be a guy to watch, um, and he also has great hair um jordan ayu he's one of their other forwards he's solid a good guy to watch um andros townsend um and their goalkeeper uh guaita he he was the guy i thought just had an outstanding game with some great saves this this past week so it'll be interesting to see how he performs against me and you so any other final thoughts gents
2: you excited for tomorrow
0: Oh, I'm very excited. I'm very excited. I Sheffield, it'll be interesting to see how Sheffield plays Wolves have um, three new players and Nuno's saying that they'll probably all get a little bit of action. So um, Wolves, didn't, Wolves didn't play any friendlies. Um, so, I mean, I trust, I trust Nuno to put a good squad out there, but I have no idea how, how they'll play together, especially with new guys with Doherty gone. Um, they'll have a new, a new guy in the back he'll probably play a five three two i is what he'll probably play so he'll have a new guy at right wing back or left wing back i'm not i'm not really sure it'll be interesting to see but
2: uh your start
0: uh i i don't know we like people don't know what he's gonna do because uh you know with these three new players we just don't have have any idea will get in there for sure I actually prefer it when he doesn't start because I think whoever plays that position, the, their left back gets lulled to sleep. And then when Traore comes in, he just plays at such a different energy and speed that that he usually creates chances. So I like it when he comes in around the 60th minute, but we'll see what happens. For sure. All right, guys, great games tomorrow to watch. If you get a chance, Wolves, Sheffield. And uh, Chelsea, actually, I don't know who they play. Who's Chelsea play?
2: Uh, no, it's yeah. Chelsea so Brighton.
0: Chelsea, Chelsea Brighton. Brighton. Yep, that's right.
2: Are they on NBC Sports Network or? Wolves
0: are on NBC Sports, and then uh, Chelsea Brighton are on Peacock. Cool. All right, guys, that's all we have for today. You know what that means. Peace out. Lasers
2: out.